0: Hi guys, I'm so happy to have this time with you together to talk about how to love your partner of each type, even when it gets scary. I know that if you're listening to the audio of this, you're hearing all the spooky sounds in the background and trust me when I say you will leave this episode with more joy and an awareness of what to do when it does get scary. So that is my goal. My huge goal, what I think about and pray about all through my week for you is that we would find ways to get you feeling more loved and safe together. I know there's nothing more important in the world and in healthy attachment than feeling regulated, feeling peaceful, feeling that joy, that purpose, that mission that we talked about the last few weeks, uh, that authenticity that you're known and loved for exactly who you are with very little if any hiding oh, that is such a dream come true. And I want you to have that. And I want to increasingly have that. And I have worked so hard to get closer and closer to that. And I am so intent on bringing you to that as well, because it is such a wonderful space from which to help others when your spouse or your partner is not deterring you, but lifting you up and encouraging you in your life goals and dreams, and that some of them can be done together. And that's what I want for you. single single day if possible. And I also know that shadows are part of it all. And sometimes we fall apart. You may know my book, The Enneagram in Marriage, Your Guide to Thriving Together in Your Unique Pairing. Of course, I talk a lot about the way we have the light and the shadows playing in our relationships. And I want you glowing so brightly. So just so you know, before we get to our actual topic today, I'm just reminding you, I have a fun contest right now so that you could actually get an audiobooks.com free book and also one of our supper sluice mystery dinner games so that you can truly light up the night out there and you can make sure to go by halloween 12 p.m eastern standard time to my instagram or reply on an email and just let us know we have this fun question for you i just had to be silly with you guys and say a haunted house but and each of the types has something funny like it's scary but it's really just our spouse doing something creepy of each type (laughs) So I have that contest for you and just add your own. I've already had some fun entries and I'm excited for that, but I want to give you that for free. I also want to welcome you to the understanding that I'm going to be doing an Enneagram in marriage course for everybody this year. I always do only coaches and everybody's been asking me, can you do a course for me, even if I don't want to be a coach? So yes, it is time. So keep that in mind for early next year. I can't wait to give you more details about that soon, but for today, be safe, have fun, have a healthy and happy holiday if you're celebrating Halloween or fall festivals of any kind. Um, before we get started, I will also share our family costume so silly. We did Lord of the Rings last year. You know, I was completely content and even led that. Um, especially with me just finishing my Tolkien book, his 350 letters. Oh my gosh, epic, epic have this huge fun idea for a women's Tolkien society that I'll talk about another time. Uh, but that's for another year. Even I have my plans and I'm like, that's not yet. Um, but that said we are doing my, most of my family, their favorite show is the office. And I do think it's super funny. Um, and so we are doing threat-level midnight costumes. And so uh this is just something Melody and Wes geek out so big on. So I love to support them. And I'm just, like, begrudgingly, like, who am I? And at first they were trying to literally get me to be Jan or... Um, Pam's mom. For those who know the show, I'm like, absolutely not. I am not being either of those women. Um, So I ended up being a hostage. Pam is apparently a hostage. I have a wedge cap and Melody's like, mom, you've fallen so far from you know, wearing this beautiful Lord of the Rings outfit last year to this. And I'm like, it's totally fine. I don't care. Wedge cap it is, a hostage it is. I'm sort of hostage to the situation anyway. So I'm like, let's just let's just call it what it is. So I hope you have fun if you do family costumes or maybe you're just like, no, we just like to watch others or or we do something else. Um, we're going to watch Signs also. My family doesn't do scary movies very much, but I'm so excited that Jack has a little bit of that like me where he does like that edgy sort of fun, like spooky season stuff. And so he's like, let's make sure we watch something. And so that was a fun one that most of my family like uh, the, the two body types, Wes and Melody do not like scary movies. So this was like a really good middle ground where they're like, Melody's like, all right, I guess. And, uh, because she's social, she wouldn't want to go away. So I know you understand for those who know instincts, like sometimes there's people with a really strong pull in the family and they're like, I'm so like gut oriented or social. And so like, you don't want to leave anyone out, but there's all these negotiations going on with family over the silliest things like costumes or whose house you're Going to go to for holidays coming up, or uh, this this little aspect. So I wanted to just share that corner of our world, let you know we're right in the thick of it with you. But hopefully, you're getting your self care and self regulation, so that you can even take these tips I'm about to give you, or even reflect with your family and pause and breathe. None of this is the big stuff. Let's just have a good time with that, and and go do your self regulating. If you're like, no, honestly, Krista, you don't know my family. They're cray cray. Like. I probably have people just, if not more, wild in mine. And so I get it. And I know you need to regulate. So do that, okay? Make sure you do that. Take your date nights. Take your self-care time. I brought Wes to the Pure Bar this week. We had our boo at the bar. And he got to see how hard it was. And I was laughing. And I was like, I am so sorry. I did not mean to laugh at you. But it was funny seeing you do all of these small movements. And he was like groaning through the the thigh ones and I was just cracking up. But every woman there was laughing so hard because I know we just feel like when our spouse can come into us a little bit like that, that typology of like seeing what we do to work hard in the world or, uh, you know, take a corner, a peek into our lives. There's just a sense of satisfaction that comes of like, okay. And especially with Wes being a body type one, like he mentioned last week, like, don't judge me. Like, you know, he uses that phrase a lot. I'm jealous. And I'm like, are you jealous of this? (laughs) So unfortunately, yes, he was afterwards. He's like, I want to do this. So back at square one a little bit, but also appreciating that that is a way I regulate as well as my time with Christ. I just need that time to lament, to truly come into gratitude and then to plan. So I hope you have uh, developed a system for your own regulation, so that you can take these tips uh, to love your partner, even when it gets scary. And when I say get scary, what I mean is when you start to have your defenses rise up and you're in your fight, flight, freeze, or fawn motif, and there's also a few other behaviors people do, I know that it's a lot harder to come into empathy and to come into care and to choose to love them in these ways. So this is why it's absolutely essential. You don't forget how to build safety for yourself, even as you're trying to tackle. It's a both and like, let me tackle how to love my spouse or partner while also understanding that my own body regulation is part of it all. So don't forget those somatics. We've learned this in the last, what, 20 years uh, with Bessel van der Kolk's book, The Body Keeps the Score, that it is not just a mental therapy or even just the emotionally focused that I love so much. And I had a blind spot in and still do sometimes. It's also this body work. So I'm excited to just blanket every single one of these types. So some of them, you'll hear me specify it. But if you want to really learn how to love your partner, you're going to need to understand those somatics of you really noticing how you are jarred, how you are self-soothed and so on. So I'm going to start with nine because one of my people out there, I'm not going to share names, but asked me, could I please start with nine because nines get left out. And I thought that was so smart to be able to say, You know what? Yes, we do leave out our nine sometimes in terms of having to wait. So you are first today, how to love your nine. And your nine is somebody, as you well know, who's a peacemaker. And by the way, I said my book would come into it today, too. If you want to learn more about how to love each type and all the ways that each type gets regulated, then, of course, I'm doing my course next year. Um, But I want you to make sure you get a copy of my book now for that but with your nine in mind, you need to make sure that they feel like they're heard by you. Now, some of you have heard me say this before, and I don't want you to, you know, rush away from this tip because the truth is we need to hear and implement, uh, not just here. And so I want you to pause with me. If you're married to a nine or if you're a nine who needs to tell this to your spouse or partner, think about what you can do to say, okay, I'm a peacemaker. I'm somebody who, or my spouse is a peacemaker. We're somebody in this nine space who who doesn't like confrontation and conflict and thinks it's gonna make us more distant. This person needs to be heard and also this person needs to know that they're not bad or wrong it's so important because when they feel your emotion rise up there's this sensation talk about defense strategy that they want to go hide because things don't feel safe when things get wild from you so you want to keep your equilibrium as much as you can by breathing when you're addressing your nine and keeping your tone as gentle as possible um It's a really hard thing for them to stay present and regulated when they feel like you're mad because it's a very internal wiring that tells them you're going to go away if you're mad. It's not like they want to think that way. It's just part of who they are. So you have to let them know I'm staying present by listening and by my gentle tone. And you can hear I'm trying to co-regulate with mine right now. And I live with a nine, so I know how important and critical that is. Uh, We were just driving the other day to USF uh, for our other daughter's campus and then I was driving Melody because she needed to see a dance performance and it was just I was really reflecting on this exact point because I could tell that if I didn't act super nice about the directions that she was going to shut off. And I'm like, okay, you're in the companion seat. Like I'm going to have to have you help me with the GPS if you don't want to drive. Um, and she doesn't want to drive. She's just learning to drive. So she's like, no, I don't want to drive to this campus. I'm like, no problem. We got to help me. And I could just tell, like if my voice gets edgy, she's going to shy away. And if I can stay present and grounded, then she's like, okay, this is fun. This is okay. We're just no big deal. And my four was right there also, Hannah, to be like, it's no big deal at all, even if we're late. And so we all need these reminders together that sometimes our spouse's actual way of feeling loved is something we need to get better at. And so just be there with me. If that's your spouse, just know that you have to work on it. Like it takes time. So nines play this for your spouse. It takes time to build this habit, this system, if you will, of listening gently to your nine. Now for your eight, interestingly, They also need a listener, and they don't hate gentility. It's that they also want to see your strength, and you can have gentle strength, but they need to see that. They don't want to have to surmise it. They want to know that you're going to show up for them in that conversation. They want to know that that is something that they can expect, and that is very loving to them when they're like, I'm here, I'm putting my heart out there. I'm telling you how I feel about life, and I expect the same direct communication from you please don't beat around the bush even if it feels scary when the eight shows up in their boldness they actually need you to tell them like it is from your perspective and that's something they have to sit with which is hey you know what we might see the world very differently but if you don't tell them that they're just going to usurp and believe that you think the same as them and that's something that a lot of eights feel very shocked by and that they're like, what happened? Like, I know that they probably agree with me. And it's like, no, they don't agree with you, but they're just not telling you. So tell your eight, that's the most loving thing you can do. Even when you don't agree and show them that you love them, even if you don't agree and find your way to compromise because you don't always agree. And you know what their body types, they're going to take it in with a defensiveness at first, probably just like we said, nines will runaways. Eights will probably aggressively act out fight, Say no. But allow them some space and time and say that to them, like, I'm going to give you space, time, pause, breathe. But we don't agree here. So we need to keep moving forward. Now, also, though, when there's a problem with somebody else, please show them loyalty because it's so hard for them to feel like they show up for you when you need a defense strategy and you don't show up for them. Um, That's been huge for me over the years with my eight wing um, to tell Wes that like, hey, because I will fight to you for you really hard. If I think there's a hint of somebody not treating you well. And oftentimes Wes being a one, when I've said that to him, he's like, Oh, well, what did you do wrong? And so there's a sense of like, um, you know, he's really done a much better job of that over the years learning. Like I need to be supported too. And there's some sort of a comfort that can come of expecting your spouse to do it for you, but not realizing you need to do it for them too. So sometimes you just have to be bold and say that. And it took me a lot of time to actually be like, it's worth it to say this, um, but I did, and it was worth it, like I said. So, uh, make sure you do that with whatever type you are, but especially, um, eights need that, okay? Now sevens need to feel trust toward their partner. As you could kind of tell, I'm like, oh, if you don't feel that full trust, you're not going to ask your spouse for those needs at all. You're going to fawn and you're going to uh, look away from any kind of anger or confrontation. And what really feels loving to a seven is when their spouse says, I know you, I know your foibles, I love you anyway, and we're gonna be fine. That is giving to a seven. And I recently had a seven say bravo on your Instagram post where you nailed it about sevens because most people just think sevens are like, oh, party with them, have fun, have pleasure. And it isn't that we don't enjoy going to lunch and just indulging, but the truth is we really like to feel known and loved. And we like to feel like we are uh, seen as respectable also, not just a jester, but know that we have joy. Know that we love to laugh but that when you can go deep with us for a little while, it feels so safe, so good. And so make sure you do bring your seven into some of that deeper safety. Let them know their emotions are not a problem and that you can handle them when they're not in their perfect sunshine mood, but that they need to have just a deeper space with you and encourage that space. But don't encourage it in a way that's critical or demanding. And so these are ways you, like I said, need to self-regulate also so that when your seven is looking for support and love, you have something to give. So it's a, it's a both and once again. Okay. Now with your six, it's important that you're spending time with them to show up for conversations that are meaningful. And for many sixes, it means as much time together as possible. So you can make great memories together But a lot of sixes, you might think, oh, gosh, they want to just spend all their time worrying and planning. That is not true. They like chill time together. So to love your six well, yes, have fun planning and uh, chill time in as well. And that is such music to some of your ears because some of you needed to hear that so desperately. But they really like to relax, rest. They visit the nine space often and with great success. And that nine space, as you might remember, is the space of peace and just chill. And you heard me saying Wes and Melody, they love when they're in their sixth space. And Jack also uh, to just plan, oh my gosh, we're going to do this threat level midnight costumes. And they could talk about it for hours. And it's been fun just being a fly on the wall while reading my Tolkien book to just be like this is cool. They're really engaged and entertained or doing my Enneagram and marriage stuff that I really like. So know that about your six is get them engaged with you on something you both like. You might even have to write a quick list to see what's three things we each like together. Um, Because sometimes there's things you each like individually, but your six really is worth it to connect on what you both like, because they're not going to be fake. If they don't like it, it's going to be a lot harder for them to do it. They're contrarians by nature. So they need to find things that you like together, (laughs) or they'll probably go back to their planning. Um, Okay. So with your five spouse or partner to really love them well, I think it's really important that you care about what they're doing in the world. I think that that's That's one of their favorite things to talk about. And so many people are like, fives don't talk about things. And even Wes, after hearing me talk a lot about the Tolkien book, he's like, oh my gosh, he was such a seven, not a five. And I was like, there's a debate. There's a worthy debate here, but I really think he's a five. But I think that he's talking about the topic that he's most passionate about. So when you find that, people can go on for hours, days, Ad nauseum. And I know for spouses of fives, you're like, that's too much for me. I can't get into this technical language. But notice I didn't say all the time. I just said sometimes. Like, even if you have to put yourself a limit, give them your undivided attention. And just like I said for the sixes, find something you both like so that you can both enjoy talking about at least some of the time. And then sometimes lean in for what they're really passionate about. They will love sharing their beautiful inner world with you. Um, But they'll also love when you recognize the need for balance. It's a very real need that they have. It's not fake. Um, But you'll be able to help them with emotions. You'll be able to help them to realize, oh, there's more than just one side to life. Come back to the land of the living and enjoy this too. And they'll thank you for that later. Uh, But it's, it's a process. Okay, so type fours, what they really need from you, a lot like sixes, is they need time. They need to know that they matter and that when they're feeling shame, that you're not going to shame them farther. And that shame does sit with them fairly often in the sadness and the melancholy. So inviting them into the space of body work, yes, but even more so just inviting them into the space of togetherness, letting them know what you're doing and offering it to them even multiple times a day, knowing that they get very caught just like you do and your vice um, where they're like, okay, I'm back to melancholic thinking or envy or scrolling mindlessly or something that is not taking any good time, but just uh, letting their their hearts and minds wander away. Um, Just bringing them back to you is such a gift to them. And it reminds them that they're wanted, whereas often they feel unwanted. So that's a really good Basic but important tip to remember about your four. They need the reminder. Even if you're like, they're over here, they're cold, they're not showing me. They are feeling badly about themselves a lot of times when they're over in that cold space, maybe envious or just the melancholy. So come back as gently as you can to welcome them, not force them, but welcome them to some time with you. And listen if they tell you they do or don't like certain things because fours have strong opinions uh, on some things that are meaningful to them. Okay, so type threes to really love them, even when it could feel scary, is to know that they need a lot of self-soothing to draw them away from work. And you can do that as a spouse to say like, okay, like I know you're going to need a nice transition if we're going to get you off of work. But once we do, I really know you're going to be so relaxed and peaceful. And so set the tone for them so that they can have some trust with you about knowing how to hold their tender hearts. Because the last thing they want to do is take a break from work, which makes them feel happy to do their work. Um, And then they take a break with you and then you like ignore them. Uh, That's not going to work. 3s like a lot of attention. So let them know, I can't wait to spend attention on you with you. And I can't wait to dote on you. I can't wait to have time with you and celebrate you. 3s need that. I I know we've talked to my sister Abby here multiple multiple 3s. Um and she always needed that attention from our mother so much and I just didn't need the same level. I really did enjoy my time alone. Sometimes I would get competitive and just fight for it and then I'd be like, you know, I just I do need it, but not as much as she does. She really needed it even more. And so I was sometimes like learning as I got older, it's okay to let her have that because she really needs it. And she, uh, you know, like all threes, there's things they've done to sacrifice for their siblings, their families, their couples. I mean, obviously in marriage, the three work so hard. So let them have their time with you and give them some doting. They will thank you for it. Okay, for your two, another heart type, you're hearing the theme with these heart types of attention and time, but with two, I want to add that they really are such givers that they feel so joyful when you give to them, not just as a random, like, tell me what you need, but listening intently for who they are and then being thoughtful about how you give to them that speaks to their heart so much so that if you know, oh my gosh, they love to watch it eat or to the movies, or they love to, you know, make sure that they Feel so just, you know, tender and touched. And it could be any kind of a love language. You look at that, notice it about them, and then offer it versus coming in and asking, Do you need anything? Because it's so hard for your two to say what they need. And they're not good at boundaries sometimes. And they're just so busy giving. So if you just see and watch them and study them, that makes them feel so loved and known and no longer rejected which they have a lot of that rejection wound sometimes so it's huge to just show them that love by being a student of what you know they love some of the twos out there can enunciate it also and say here's what i love so it's okay to ask All right, type ones. Type ones, we could say so much about how I could say, oh, they love for you to do things well, but that's not really what makes them truly feel loved. What makes them feel loved is when you see them and how hard they've been working and you compliment them and you give them words of affirmation for that in a very detailed way, not just lip service. And also when you support them with your own hard work and then they can relax with you more because they're like... I didn't just want you to work hard. I wanted to have us both be working hard so that we could then relax together without guilt. So just play your part. Tell them if needed. If you're uh, feeling frustrated with them, you know, help them to relax. Don't draw them into more frustration. Help them to know, Hey, I need my boundaries or I need you to be a good listener. But then as quickly as possible, transition into fun. Ones are very logical. They want to fix things and move on. Let them be who they are. That's who they are. And just as I started this episode saying, I want you to feel so loved and safe, so do I want your types nine through one to feel loved and safe. And to reiterate, we want your nines to feel like they are seen and safe to talk, to be listened to so that they don't have to go away. We want your eights to feel like you're going to be honest and straightforward and also loyal to them. Your sevens want you to make sure that you are trustworthy and that they can truly count on somebody besides themselves. Your sixes want to know that you're listening and that you can go to fun and that you can plan security, but also, like I said, peace, fun. Your fives want you to geek out with them. They want you to let them share their inner world with you a bit, and they also need just a bit of boundaries so they can reuptake. Your fours need a lot of quality time together, and they need you to watch when they're acting a little hot and cold and to invite, invite, invite them back into things they would love to do with you. Your three needs lots of attention. They need to make sure that you are who you say you are with them, which is a person who adores them and show them and lavish them. They work really hard and do such excellence out in the world. And they just need that celebration when they finally let down and stop. With a two, it's similar. They need to be celebrated and they need to know that they're uniquely seen and loved for who they are so that they don't have to ask. It's so hard for two to ask. So anticipate and notice what they love and give it in a way that won't feel like they're uh, not able to love you back. But just let them love you In their way too. And then with the one, of course, as I said, pull your share, but also understand the truest way to love a one is to bring them into that joy and creativity and all the things they don't feel like they get to do when you can invite them into those spaces because you're both working hard and you can say, We don't need to feel guilty. We're working hard. Ah, it's beautiful. They don't like lip service though, so it has to be done genuinely. Okay, well, you heard it all, you guys. You heard it here. Set your intention for your system. Take your deep breath with me. Have a safe and happy Halloween. And don't forget to head over to grab my book if you haven't already and to play the contest over at Instagram or right in the show notes. And I can't wait to talk with you more midweek today. We are having Halloween prep, but then we will be post-Halloween. So bring a little of your candy to that episode. All right, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you.